extra news? It's at themercury.com.au. A cross-media relationship exists between this station and the Southern Cross Stereo television stations. Essentially mobile. Specialists in mobile phone liquid damage data recovery. Weather. I'm so sorry. Mm, sorry. But you sound like a three-year-old that doesn't want to eat its no, lunch. I don't want it. He has a packed lunch every morning uh, and he eats it for breakfast. And what did you just say to me two seconds before we go on air? I don't want to eat my yogurt. I said, well, then why'd you pack your yogurt? Why, look, someone hasn't packed this for you. I want it to be one of those breakfast people. You know, you see these breakfast people. We all work with at least one breakfast person. Mason sits there with a birch and muesli. I thought I'm going to be that person, but I'm not that person. Well, when do, out of the 40 years that you've roamed this world, no. or however long, at what point, and it's a lactose free yogurt, yeah, right? Yeah, which I think just means it's full of sugar instead. <laughs> In the top. I took the lid off it and it was like having an ice cream. A shower or two, 11 tomorrow with wind easing in the city we're on three. I don't want it. It's Paul and Woody for Maccas. The Chicken Clubhouse is back. Now in the Maccas Gourmet Creations range. Available after 10.30am. Winter is coming. God, yes. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Did you feel the drop in temperature yesterday? Yeah. It was beautiful and sunny. I was sitting outside, then all of a sudden... Bang. It was freezing. And I don't want people to think that I abuse animals. Well, I've... I... You know how I look after the pug during the day? Yeah. And I was walking the pug on a lead up the brooker, and the wind blew so hard, she sort of turned into a balloon on the end of a string. Oh, no. I think people thought it was some sort of promotional stunt for the It movie, you know, with the clown walking around with a balloon. <laughs> She was sort of up in the air. Yeah, I know. You've got to get a weighted collar or something. I think I'm going to have to do that. But you are right. There was just a change. Yeah. And there's a storm coming. Yeah. And I weekend. don't want to spoil anything that went on in Season 7 of Game of Thrones. Don't. But there is a scene in the final episode where in which there's a bit of snow somewhere. That's all I'll say. Yeah. And you sort of go, hang on a minute. And that's what it felt like yesterday. Um, there is. I said to my girlfriends over the weekend, we said we're going to bunker down. Because of the storm. The storm's coming this weekend. It's going to cross Victoria, hit Tasmania. Why are you twitching your nose at me for like oh, I'm weird? It just seems like an old person's conversation to have with your girlfriends over No, we're going to bunker down. We're going to get all the chick flicks. We're going to get Ooh. some cheese and wine. That's not oh, how we great. sound. Notebook. And then we... Um, the um, sisterhood of the travelling pants. Is, what's that one? It's been sexist. What about, um, just for a bit of fun, a bit of a laugh, we'll get the Princess Diaries. I know we're all too old to watch it, but we all loved it when we were teenagers. Anything with Anne Hathaway in it. Okay. Well, that's what I'd suggest everyone does, is just bunker down. I can't see the mountain yet, but my understanding is that we got down to about 200 metres last night. Yes. Mm. I know. Okay. Um, Coming up next. We have to pose the question if the uh, Hobart City Council is no longer capable of organising an event. Oh, they've lost the plot. This There's is unbelievable. No two ways about it. This is unbelievable. The Carol's Taste and Dark Mofo. This is getting out of control now. Are on their hit list. We're going to cover off on it next. Paul and Woody on Hobart's hit. 100.9. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. 12 by 6, Hobart's hit, 100.9, Paul and Woody. Well, I'm concerned about what's going down at Hobart City Council. Are we about to lose Dark Mofo, possibly the taste and the carols? Like, is this what's happening? In one swoop? We're big supporters of the taste here at Hit 100.9. We're going to have the taste chairman on this morning because our names are on the bloody poster down there for the taste. Okay. And I want the taste to go ahead. So your poster can be up? Yes. 
All right, well, why don't we start with carols on the agenda? Because it sounds like the proverbial hit the fan last night at a council meeting and carols was on the agenda. Oh, well, it looks as though the whole thing of it being in a park Mm. is actually an error on the council's part because they forgot to put it on the agenda for people to get funding to put it in a park. Does that make sense? Well, see, my understanding is that the council were banging on last week about how we're going to have the the carols in a cathedral now. Yeah. And to me, that sounded like that was a council event. Yeah. When, in fact, it wasn't a council event because Exit Left were going to run that event as a commercial venture without any council funding. Yes. Now, after the fact, the council have said, oh, we should give Exit Left an opportunity to apply for some funding. Yeah. So does that mean that last week when the council was saying, don't worry, we're going to have a carols anyway, we're going to have it inside a cathedral, they were referring to an event that really had nothing to do no, with them. that doesn't have anything to do with them. That was all Exit Left yes. without council funding, yes. and that's why Exit Left were going to charge to go to the cathedral. Yes. But now we might have a situation where Exit Left can say, can I have some funding, and then the Hobart City Council can put their sticker on that particular event. Yes. It's a lot, isn't it? So, I mean, up until that point last night, the Hobart City Council didn't have any carols on because all they were going to do was give smaller amounts of money to smaller community groups. Yes. So, that means we went from the massive event that happened two years ago, over two nights that 10,000 people attended down to the event last year that was controversial. Yeah, you didn't have to pay for it, but it was really hard to get a ticket to see Jimmy Giggle. To nothing, because the cathedral event was an exit left production and not a council production. But they're saying that the council forgot, or they left it off the agenda. So so this is an administrative is- issue. Yeah, it was an error. Someone didn't write it down yes. on a piece of paper. Yes. So no one's applied for the funding. Okay. To actually get a- so does that Did mean when... Lord Mayor Sue Hickey was banging on about the cathedral event. Last week, she did indeed think that that would be a council event, but due to an administrative era behind the oh, scenes, I need a drink that particular event didn't have funding. No, I know. But this is... The Hobart City Council have run Carol's events for years, for as long I've as we've been, been alive. since I was a kid. So I don't understand why there would be an administrative error now. Well, maybe... Wrote, Roads, rates, rubbish, a couple of events. Yeah, I know. Well, just keep ticking the boxes. Or just keep taking away events. Like now, she's got, uh, Sue Hickey's got Dark Mofo in her sights. I mean, so now this is an issue that is Sue on? Hickey now has with the state government. Yes. She feels that the state government have not come on board with more money for the taste of Tasmania. Oh, I... So she has threatened... Well, if the state government won't come to the party on the taste of Tasmania, then the Hobart City Council might not come to the party on Dark Mofo's winter feast. This is ridiculous. Again, the taste, which has been going for decades. Dark Mofo, which has been doing so well. We had record-breaking sales last oh, year. Every year. It just tops it and again and again year. and again. And it's like, why is this becoming so complicated Alderman now? Hickey said it was vital the government got behind the event. We're talking about taste, especially considering it provided $2.1 million to Dark Mofo. Well, yeah, the other elephant in the room on this one was that we were only reporting yesterday that Sue wanted to run for state government for the Liberal Party. 
Well, she's not going about it the right way if she wants to butter up Will Hodgman, the leader of the Liberal Party. I know, party, her boss. If she's threatening to pull the money from Dark Mofo. I mean, is this part of her election campaign? I mean, look, maybe I'm not reading between the lines enough, but this would be a very daring election campaign to run for the Liberal Party in the seat of, I don't know, was it the seat of Franklin or something? Yeah. <laughs> By, in turn, annoying who would be potentially her new boss. I know. She's taking events hostage. That's what she's doing. She she will be a liberal slash independent candidate, perhaps. Like 17 past six. So Bart's hit 100.9. Paul and Woody. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. 26 past six. Paul and Woody. Trending now at hit.com.au. I cannot wait to see it. It comes out Thursday. Mm. Um, Melissa wants to see it. She's obsessed by scary movies. I don't know if it's a good idea for a pregnant woman to go to the cinema when she's in her final trimester and be terrified by it. Well, I would more concerned for your safety. Do you sleep with one eye open? Yeah, of course I do. No, I'm just saying she loves scary movies and all that gory stuff. She loves that stuff. Um, And if she's going to Anything with murder or conspiracy or conspiracy to murder. See, mmm... And because she's been watching all that stuff on Netflix, when I try to watch something on Netflix now, it thinks that I'm her. So it says, you know, oh, some new suggestions for you. And it's like couple killers. Oh, see, or how to knock off an old man and yeah, steal his money. Is that a good one? He's a good suggestion for I you. I noticed that she'd watched that one. Um, yeah. So the suggestion is that Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise the Clown in this version of it, remember uh, Tim Curry, amazing performer, played it in the 80s version, he had to be kept separate from the rest of the cast during filming because they were so terrified of it. Even the cast that knew that they were all characters and they were all on a movie set found it absolutely terrifying, particularly the children. Trending. Well done to... I was going to call her princess, but she's not allowed to be a princess yet, is she? Kate Middleton and Prince... Is she not allowed to be a princess until he's Camilla. A king? Camilla. And I, Camilla. And there's that whole thing with Diana and then Camilla. And oh, really? Camilla isn't a princess yet, technically, because the people in England wouldn't be happy with Camilla being called a princess. So Kate, that's why Kate's a duchess. And is Camilla a duchess as well? Yeah, she's not uh, allowed to be a princess yet either. Right. So, the duchess. I've got a feeling that the anniversary of Diana's death must be coming up soon. I haven't seen anything oh, about it. Oh, come on. Um, they should do something on that. Well, how's this? They're going to have their third child. So they're pregnant again. So Harry's going to now six in line to the front throne. So, okay. Elizabeth, Charles, William, first kid. You don't remember their names, do you? Second kid. Third kid, Harry. Yeah. My, Harry should have given William that vasectomy for his birthday. <laughs> Trending. Okay. We've all been concerned about global warming. Uh, we're all concerned about North Korea. Yes. I'd be more concerned about zombie dogs. Oh, Paul, is this... Zombie dogs in Chicago with no. a contagious disease are tricking unsuspecting locals into taking them inside. Locals just think they're a bit of a mangy dog that doesn't have a home and could do with a feed. But instead, they are zombie Dogs with zombie diseases. No. They're coyotes. What? And they're infected with a sarcoptic 
mange that causes them to be active during the day because they're usually nocturnal animals. So they're roaming around the streets during the day and people take them in and give them a bath and a feed, but they're zombie dog coyotes. No, I, I can't even... I told you this day would come. Oh, would it... Admittedly, I thought it would be the apes first, but it turns out to be the coyotes. Trending. The way it's trending now and Scoopler, it's up at Hit Hobart. Tickets to the movies now. What you are hearing is not a test. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Anyone for extra news? It's at themercury.com.au. Essentially mobile. Specialists in mobile phone liquid damage data recovery. Weather. Oh, isn't the mountain just gorgeous today, Paul? Oh, it is. It is gorgeous. It's it's. We're doing old people chat. No, we? we're allowed they to talk about. They love to talk about the mountain. Oh, the, actually, does look quite the gorgeous. The cold weather is coming. You I know, the storms have already hit Victoria. We almost got down to two hundred meters of snow last night. I was half expecting it to be snowing in Newtown. Remember when it snowed in Newtown? Yes. Was that last year? Or and my mum made Willy Warmers. Remember? She did make Willy Warmers, the knitted ones. Did you get? I still wear mine to this day. I'm hoping I'll eventually fill it out. <laughs> okay, 10 the top with a couple of showers at 11 tomorrow. Get up, yeah. Get up with Paul and Woody. Check it, check it, check it out. Turn it on, turn it up, you're my radio. Here's Paul and Woody for Maccas. The Chicken Clubhouse is back. Now in the Maccas Gourmet Creations range. Yeah. Available after 10.30am. My mum thought you were part of the Unsullied. <laughs> no, but she did do personal fitting, she did. I said, oh no, mum. <laughs> no, but it does beg the question: How does the unsullied? Oh, we don't need to because there is that scene. Well, it was very early in season seven. Am I allowed to talk about that? Don't spoil it. Okay. Alert. Um, am I correct in thinking? And, and I was on my Instagram very late last night. I was quite bleary-eyed. I saw a photo of you with Robbo from Robbo's Chicken and Meat. Me? Yeah. A picture of you standing to next to Robert. You had your hair done, you had a leather jacket on. I'm trying to think if I've cheated on Lawrence from Salamanca Fresh. Were you with Robbo from Robbo's Chicken and Meat yesterday? You had oh, your makeup oh, done, okay. you had a nice yeah. hairstyle, you had a leather jacket on. That definitely a, wasn't me yesterday. A tight pair of jeans. <laughs> yesterday I was in a puffer with hair that hadn't been brushed. Right. Are you talking about my cardboard cutout then? <gasps> Oh. People are living without cardboard cutouts to win $5,000. But what was I... You were at Robbo's Chicken and Meat. Was because I? I think there was a challenge. And people are trying to win a $5,000 holiday yeah. by taking our cardboard cutouts around Hobart. There was a challenge to meet a local celebrity. And what better local celebrity well, Robbo is. than Robbo from Robbo's Chicken and Wayne? Meat? Wayne? Wayne's from Wayne's Cars. Yeah, why does he do it? Oh, how does he do it? When does he do it? Where does he do it? Uh, okay. oh, probably not that one. Um, but Robbo from Robbo's Chicken and Meat in a photo with you. And I think he ate a couple of um, breasts. Okay. Or was he, were they thighs? I can't remember. Right. We've got tickets to the movies coming up next. Yes, let's do it. Maybe they could find a sausage for you. Um, <laughs> it's 20 to 7 on Hobart's hit. It's funny you should mention that. Because this is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Jackie Games on the wheel. Whatever we spin up is what we're playing today. We're playing for tickets to the movies. Get ready to call 13, 12, 16. This one, this movie has got 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. This has got Will Smith's wife. Yes, Jada Pinkett Smith and Queen Latifah. It's Girls Trip. Queen Latifah, she's sassy, isn't she? Can you not be? And boy, can she sing! Why are you being a black woman for? No, I'm not being a black woman. But you are. I've just just got some attitude. And the paint's a bit much. 
You didn't have to say that. I well, used well, that to get into character. But you don't need we, to. Yeah, and if we were on television, I wouldn't put it on. Heaps of games on the wheel. Spin it up. Whatever we spin is the game we play. Are you able to get your in-laws to stop sending suggestions for oh phone topics on the show? God. They troll the hit page. Why don't you do uh, toilet paper, scrunch or fold? <laughs> yeah, but I just don't think it's a radio topic. It's a meme at best. If that, like it's a meme that's been around for a very long time. This was, remember we used to work with a guy here and the, the only ideas he ever had were those moronic ideas. Well, why don't we do it on Facebook as well and we'll do Vegemite in the cupboard or the fridge. Nobody gives a thing. Okay. But this is coming from a guy that tried to have a conversation with me about whether I have my sausage diagonally or straight down. Well, that was important. Why? Because that was Bunnings chats. Okay. Actually, I'm going to reveal my weekend Bunnings routine at some stage this week. And I reckon once I reveal it, all of Hobart will get behind it. What do you mean? I've got Bunnings? a little routine. I call it my Bunnings routine, and I do it on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, depending on the weather. Where? At Bunnings. Oh. <laughs> Funnily enough. Not at K&D? No. <laughs> oh, look, you could do it at K&D if you wanted to. Okay. I mean, oh. yeah, I think it would work at K&D. But, yeah, just little hints and tips, little life hacks. It's not really a life hack. Anytime I come up with an idea now, I say it's a life hack. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I... Um, Got a different cheese for pizza the other day. Yep, it's a life hack. No, it's not. You just use different cheese on your pizza. Look right. at the game. It's one of the new ones. What is it? Show us your tats. What is that? This is where we uh, take a call on 13, 12, 16, and we have a chat with you, Hobart. And just by speaking to you, we try to determine whether or not you have tattoos. And oh. if you do have tattoos, what type of tattoos you have. How many... Were you on Valium when you came up with this one? Like, what? That's a horrible thing no, to say. Yeah, Tommy, you sh- know that I've got a back injury. Show us your tats. Show us your tats. 13 to 7, Hobart's hit 100.9, Paul and Woody. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. 10 to 7. Hit's Paul and Woody. Second like game's on the wheel. We just spun it and that we spun. It's a brand new game. Mm. It's called Show Us Your Tats, where simply by talking to you, we'll determine if you have tattoos or not. Yep, that's about the same response I gave him, Justin. Uh, yeah, Good morning, no, Justin. Well, you never said my name, so I wasn't quite sure. No, it's yeah, all right, Justin. Right. It's not your fault, Justin. It's a crap game. Yeah, and it's not a crap game. It is. This it's is for tickets game. to the movies. No. You come up with a better one. I always say it. If you want okay. to criticise my ideas... Take it, pause, come up with a better one. Okay, that's not going to be hard. Okay. Well, you're on the clock now. Well, you know I've got one called yeah. What's It Worth at Woolies. Okay, that is a good one. Yeah, All thank right. you. Samantha Jade even played yeah, it when okay. I made it up. Justin, uh, we're just going to have a little chat with you, and from that chat we'll determine if you've got a tattoo or not. Justin, what was the last thing that you built with your hands? <laughs> oh, what was the last thing? Uh, maybe a flat-packed bed. Great. What's the most painful thing that's ever happened to you physically? That's probably not a great question. No, that's Um, I've broken my right elbow. You know, maybe. I've done that twice, but... Oh, can we ask how? Uh, Well, first of all, I fell off Cubby House roof when I was about, I don't know, about eight. Second time was, I think it was about 13 or something, so yeah. 
Your elbow, too. Yeah. Elbow. And you still remember yeah, that pain from all those years ago? Oh, mate, yeah. Yeah, no, it was horrific. Okay. No, it, it was actually quite painful at the time. Now, I reckon if I did it today, it'd still be painful, but yeah. <laughs> We've quickly turned into his therapist, haven't we? Yeah. We don't want you to have a full flashback. No, that's cool. All right, I've got enough information. Just hold the line for a tick, Justin. Yeah, right, man. He's got tattoos. Why do you say that? I can just tell. Why? Because what you do with this game, and you may not have read the rules I gave you, when you talk to them, you imagine what they look like as they're telling their story. so what does he look like? So I can imagine that Justin has a five o'clock shadow, and he's got a tattoo on his arm. Now, the reason why I say that is because he said that the most painful thing that's ever happened to him was a broken elbow. I know how painful an arm tattoo is, and I imagine that an elbow would be so much more painful to break than get a tattoo on the arm. That's not what I was envisioning. What were you envisaging? Like a four-foot Jamaican or something. But you go. You go with yours. You think that Justin's a four-foot Jamaican? Well, how do you you know he's not? Well, the, the accent... Okay, what, so they, they, he couldn't have been born here? And I think that if there like, was a four-foot Jamaican person in Hobart, we all would have seen him at some stage. Stick out like a sore thumb. Oh, that's... A, that's hot. Well, anyway, go with yours if you want. Justin, I think that, yes, you do have a tattoo and your tattoo is on your arm. Unfortunately, man, I'm ink-free. Oh. No tattoos. Yep. Follow-up question. Are you a four-foot Jamaican fella? Nah, mate, I'm born in Australia. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can see... Okay, I'm just going to leave that there. All right, it's off to the movies. A bunch... This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Let's get your eyes to close. I know just what you're going through. Because I want to kiss somebody too. Kiss somebody like you. I want to kiss somebody like you. Seven o'clock, Hobart's hit 100.9. Paul and Woody, number three on Spotify in Hobart. That is. Wow, that is absolutely killing it at the moment, Newcastle isn't it? Newcastle boy dating one of Taylor Swift's squad members. And he's got the country twang. It's a little bit Keith Urban, isn't it? Yeah. It's a little bit Keith Urban before Keith Urban got off the booze, when we all know he was a little bit better. Oh, why would you say that? Why would oh, you... It's just an opinion. So you're saying he was better on the booze? I've always thought that. Some of his earlier stuff when he was a little bit more loose. What is it like when I have a couple and then play pool? You I'm are always... so good at well, pool. How does that happen? Like, I saw you jump a ball once. But I can't... That was unbelievable. i always drink responsibly. Of but course. It's the same with table tennis and me. Yes. I don't know what it is. Maybe yeah. I get too nervous or anxious. I know. Or... But I know what it, it's like me with driving. That was a joke. Oh, come on. It was just an early joke, guys. Don't write your letters. A group of Hobartians are taking on the joke. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Get up with Paul and Woody. Shake it, shake it, shake it out. Turn it on, turn it up. You're my radio. Hit Paul and Woody for Maccas. The Chicken Clubhouse is back. Now in the Macca's Gourmet Creations range. Available after 10.30am. I just overheard a conversation between some older people we work with in this building. And they were talking about the dump they had last night. What do you mean the dump? Like They had a dump last night. A big dump. What? I yeah, don't even understand. They, both, they were both comparing the size of their dump. I, I have know. no idea what they were talking about. 
One of them said that they did it at 200 metres. Oh, okay. What does that mean? So you're talking about the snow. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, I, I thought, what does this come to? Yeah. Oh, my, my God. Does your mum do this where she just jumps conversations? Oh, like, yeah. She goes, you know, I was on the phone to her for an hour and a half last night, which could have been a 10-minute conversation, yes. because she'll just put the phone down. She starts talking to other people. Oh, God, yeah. And I'm like, hello, mum, mum, mum. And then she comes back five minutes later and she goes, are oh, you still there, darling? I'm like, well, yeah, we're in the middle of a conversation. My mother does that. I don't know why, but my mother seems to take all her calls when she's at the checkout at Woolies. <laughs> she takes all her calls then. So I'll ring her and she'll answer the call. It's like, don't answer. And I'm hearing this, bleep, 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 in the background, and I'm thinking that she's on some sort of life support machine. Or, I don't know. Oh, And, um, you know, I start texting my brother, pull the plug. Don't. But, but all she's doing is she's having these conversations, and I feel sorry. I mean, is that rude? Is that rude if you're a person that takes... you want to pull the plug? No, no, not that. Um, Is that rude? Is it rude that your your mum's doing checkout and you want to pull the plug? That's a bit rude, but you know what's really rude? Taking a call in front of someone in customer service. That's rude. Oh, this is coming from you. How many times do it, like have I called you or you've called me and you're walking around Woolies with your sunnies on like you think you're Kanye West and your silver chains and you take the call at the checkout? And it's like, I've interrupted you. Look, I'd thank you to not inform people of where I do my grocery oh. shopping because I like to lead a very private life. Oh, my God. And I want to have a bit of privacy when I'm doing my Woolies shopping uh, at the Woolies up in Newtown, usually on a Thursday between 2 and 4. Um, <laughs> I want a level of privacy. And I don't want people approaching me okay. in the supermarket for a photo. You've got Dibbity Bix for the younger girlfriend. You've got nappies for you. You've got Metamucil. Have you noticed that sometimes... Now we're having an old person's conversation. Well, that's what we've just done. Sorry. I wanted to tell you about Pink. Oh, my God. We're drawing this tomorrow afternoon. You've only got 24 hours. You've got to become a hit VIP at hit.com.au. Do it. We could be popping you on a plane with your bestie. Yep. Flying to LA to see Pink on our world-famous rooftop. Awesome. And grab Pink's latest single, What About Us, from the new album, Beautiful Trauma, out October 13. Love it. Paul Woody. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Hobart's Hit 100.9, Paul and Woody. We've been talking about dogs that have embarrassed you. Yeah. Uh, we are obsessed with this clip. Oh, it's oh my God, this been going is viral for weeks now, hasn't it? It's huge. I say, it's Judge Judy. Um, it's a typical, really serious Judge Judy case where in which a woman has a dog and there's a guy that claims that the dog is, in fact, his dog. Yeah. And the woman saying, no, 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 it's my dog. I rightfully own this dog. I bought this dog. This dog is mine. It's always been mine. My dog does not know that man. And the man's like, uh, it's my dog. It's always been my dog. So Judge Judy says that the easiest way to work out whose dog it is is just to let the dog go in the courtroom and see who the dog runs to. Listen to me carefully. Put the dog down. Put the dog down. He does that to everybody. <laughs> he does that to everybody. Hey, boy. Hey, dear. The woman says, oh, he does that to everybody. <laughs> come on, yeah. baby boy. Come, come on, on. Come 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 on. Come
<laughs> the dog is licking the guy's face. The dog is like, oh my God, get me away from this woman that claims that I belong to her. So we want to know, how's your dog embarrassed you, Erin? What's your dog doing? I've got a dog and she's pretty private. Like even if we're at the beach or something, she'll go up in the bushes to do her business because she doesn't like anyone to see her. Oh, oh how ladylike and discreet. Lady-like. And she doesn't, yeah, she's very odd. Like, she doesn't like dog, other dogs sniffing her, her butt or anything like that. She'll just sit down and she's like, nah, not for me. Yeah. Yeah, I must admit that I'm surprised there are not more dogs like that because I think, and I feel, Erin, that we know each other well enough for me to admit this, but I think my dog likes it when other dogs sniff his bottom. Oh, well, yeah, Amity's all for sniffing other dogs' bums. She's all up in their business. Oh, right. Okay. But when it comes to... To her rear end, it's like, nah, like even if we're walking in the lead touches her bum, she'll sit down. So it she's sounds... more of a giver than a receiver. Okay. <laughs> she is, it's, indeed, It yes. seems like too, maybe too many noses have been near and poked and prodded the bottom of the dog. Um, what are you suggesting? No, I'm just suggesting that, but why do dogs, Mace, do you know why, can you Google Mace, why do dogs <laughs> sniff each other's bottoms anyway? Well, my understanding is it's like getting a text message. What, like the bottom? Yeah. Is it? Is yeah, it it's, it's, it's a way of identifying the story and what's going on yeah, between I animals. It, I think it's the scent. Okay. I think that's the well, best way to tell that they from recognize. the scent? Well, you could... When, when all the dogs weren't fixed and they were roaming around the fields, you would be able to tell if that particular dog was ready to do things. Oh, okay, so, so a man invented it, Yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, oh. I mean... <laughs> Women. What, a man just invented reproduction? Well, essentially, yeah. No wonder Erin's dog's sitting down. Men like you have been sniffing around. Yes, but for them it's, it's like... not pleasure. For them it's survival. No, oh, I think it is. They're going around. That's disgusting. Oh, God. Do we t- know why, Mason? Yeah, so they've got a special part of dogs in their noses called the Jacobson's organ, which lets them ignore the smell of poop when they're sniffing a butt. Is that right? Yeah. Um, it's named after a man, Woody. You must be onto something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they sniff the butt um, to know if the dog is a male or female, how old it is, what it eats, how healthy it is, and even what kind of mood it's oh, in. All right, so it's like so Tinder. What, <laughs> no, but that's what it that's is, like. It is like oh, Tinder. Oh, am I going to have a bit of a sniff and yeah. I'm going to swipe right yeah, or no, left? No, don't mention don't, swipe yeah, I wouldn't be touching. <laughs> I wouldn't be touching anything. What was the bloke's name that they named the, 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 the act after? Was it Jacobson? Uh, yes, Jacobson. He got the raw end of that deal. Like, imagine you're Einstein and you've got Einstein's theory <laughs> of relativity and you're Jacobson and it's all dogs' I'm anuses. All things to discover. <laughs> and because the follow-up question at the dinner party would always be, oh, God, how did you work that out? <laughs> Tested on humans first. (laughs) This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. To give away. Inside 40, it's Paul and Woody on Hobart's hit 100.9. How's that news with William and Kate? Their third child. Yes. This is all over the socials overnight. And this this bumps Harry down the list further. He's going to be six in line. Elizabeth. Charles, yeah, William, mm-hmm. George, yeah, the girl, Charlotte, Charlotte, and the new one, yeah, and then Harry, yeah. But does he mind? It means he can get his kid off more. Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? But it's not Game of Thrones. If it was Game of Thrones, Harry would be thinking, oh, "I'm in with a chance." But judging by how long Elizabeth has lasted, what's to say that Charles, William, I don't even think Charles will take George, the throne. 
the girl, the new one, Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, it's not going to happen for Harry, is it? But I think that's okay. Like he gets away, and he's because he's known as the spare. Imagine being known as the spare. Oh, like I would I be know. the boot spare because I'm the third in my family. I'm the baby. Oh, I always thought but, you were the middle child. No. Oh, right. Why would you say that? It doesn't explain as much as I thought it was explained. I thought there was a brother on either side, but no, never mind. You've what, what, is that? what are you saying no, about nothing people at all. that I'm are I'm not saying anything last. about the middle child. I'm just... Remember Jan Brady from the Brady Bunch? I wasn't alive when okay. that was... Well, they remade it as movies later on, admittedly in the early 90s, yes, but still. It's still alive. I don't think alive. it's a completely outdated reference. I did notice that Sam Fantasia and other... Journos and news reporters have said in the last 12 hours, oh, she'll have her hands full. Well, it's three kids. Yeah, I don't think she's going to have her hands full oh. somehow. I think she's going to have some staff. I think uh, that compared to, say, a mum getting the kids in the car this morning in Hobart... Well, true, yes. ...the, the Duchess yeah. won't have the hands full. I think she'll have the hands full to the same capacity as your sort of Rachel Finches and Rebecca <gasps> Judds, who have openly admitted to... Using family and stuff. Okay, well, Rachel Finch, no, palms off's not the right word, but she gives her children, her child to her mum every weekend. Yes, so just for a bit of me time for her and the hubby. <laughs> and Rebecca and then, Judd has a night nurse. Well, that's what we've heard. I yeah. don't know if she still has the night nurse, but we do know that Rebecca Judd has television and radio commitments during the day and someone's got to be looking after the kids. And I certainly don't think Chris is doing it because I think he's still holding down that job that he always had at Busy which explained half his salary when he was at Carlton. So he's okay, pushing papers the, around. Below the belt. That is so below well, the no, belt. Well, no, that was what he was, he was the environmental officer. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Tomorrow, 11 with wind easing and 14 on Thursday. In the city, we're on three. Trending now at hit.com.au. Oh, boy. Okay, so I've been going through Paulini's driving rap sheet. Oh, no. So Paulini, we reported this last week, looked like she could potentially be getting into trouble for driving with a licence that wasn't a full licence. And there were suggestions that in some way she'd been provided with a licence by someone at the New South Wales Licence Bureau or whatever they call it. Which you can go to jail for. It turns out that she's had 11 driving offences and she's only ever had her L plates. What? Yeah. She, this, this is like the rap sheet, okay? So um, in 2002, she was first issued a learner's licence. And then in 2003, she was fined $123 for speeding. In 2004, she was fined $208 for speeding. In 2007, she was fined... $384 for driving on an expired license. Bear in mind, this is all still an L plater license, okay? In 2009, she was fined $647 for driving on her learner's L's unaccompanied by a qualified driver. What? How is she still at, like... And then in 2011, as if she hadn't already learned her lesson, she was fined another $206 for not even displaying her L plates. I mean, is there anyone in Australia that have had L plates longer than Paulini's had them? She's well, never had a full life. Might be a good one to ask in roulette we next. We will. But there's no Shannon Noll excuse that can get you out of this. 
There's no, I had to seek refuge in a strip yeah. club because I was being harassed by I wonder fans. if she... I, I mean, no I, I have excuse. only read half of her rap I sheet mean, there. I mean, that's just okay, Trending. There are speeding fines that she's had involving school zones. What? Yeah. Like, the, the, this is quite the rap sheet. She was even disqualified at one stage. Disqualified from her L plates for 12 months. Uh, and then the other one kicking around this oh morning is Sharon Osborne lifting the lid on her 35-year-old, or her 35-year marriage to Ozzy Osborne. She claims that there's been not one affair, not two affairs, not three, not four. What? Not five. Sharon claims that Ozzy has had six affairs over the last 35 years. Six affairs. Now, admittedly, in some of his later affairs, he might have thought it was Sharon. Oh, No, because seriously, he has not been the full quid for a while. always say that. You can't say that. Trending. Sharon. Sharon. The latest trending now on Scoopla. It is up at Hit Hobart. Paul and Woody. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Nine away from eight. Hobart's hit 100.9. Paul and Woody. We've been asking you on 13, 12, 16. How long did you have your learners for? Well, Pauline's had her for 11, 11 years. Yeah, I know. 11 years of having her learners. And she's had a fake licence as well. well that's what's being suggested in the courtroom at the moment. You can add to it on 13, 12, 16. Hi, Sam. How are you going? So good. Did you want to talk about learners? Yes. How, yes. Lo- how long have, have has someone had them for? Okay. Me, I had mine for three days because back in the day you just drove in front of the policeman and he said you could have it. One of my sons had his learners because it's really hard to get the 50 hours up now to find the spare time, the spare money to get the 50 hours. But he got his within about nine months. My other son, he's had his for about six years. <laughs> oh, now why, why so long for that son? Because uh, he really doesn't want to drive. I drive him everywhere and he really only needed it for ID, to oh, be honest. This is re- he's You're using mum as a taxi. Yeah. How, how old is he, this son? Uh, 23. Oh, this so is So he's going out on a date. You're going to pick yeah. him up in a, pick up his girl and drop them off at an eatery somewhere? So I said, why should he pick her up? Why can't she pick him up? Well, oh, true. don't enable him, but Sam. Don't him. enable him. I'm not enabling. I wouldn't do that to anybody because they would hate me when I become the mother-in-law. Oh, but really? it's um, it's not that easy to get your learners, and it shouldn't be. But I think people that have the licence, and I've had mine over 30 years, I would fail a driving test if I had one today. Oh, God. Well, that's a point as well. Just tell me, Sam, tell me one thing. When you drive him around, he doesn't sit on the back seat, does he? No, I put him in a booster in the back. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Hobart's here, 100.9, Paul and Woody. I have to make an apology on behalf of someone to every single pet owner in Hobart. Yeah. Doesn't matter what flavour pet you have. Yeah. But first, I've got to just, can you just hear me out for a second mm. as to what took place yesterday? So it does have something to do with my baby Sarge, my chocolate lab. Um, he had to have his first x-ray yesterday. He pulled a foot, if you can do that, swimming mm-hmm. after a stick okay. in the ocean. Right. And so he was limping on it a little bit. That's sad. So he went 
well, he's all right. Like, yeah, so still. he went, I took him there and, you know, he's a little bit of a sook. And, you know, as you do, you put him up on the scales. And I always get so anxious because I feel like I'm being, I don't know why, but judged at vets. Yeah. And he got on there. He was 42 kilos. Fat dog. No, don't You've call him fat. fat. He's I've, an emotional eater. He's an emotional I've, eater. I've given you a heads up. So many times over the last 12 months that you have a fat dog. He's not a fat dog. Well, he is. He's not. The dog's 40 kilos. Yeah, but he's he's also tall and he's got the big dog paws. Weighs what a teenager weighs. He's got paws like Ian Thorpe has That's feet. That's completely irrelevant. It's not. Yeah, it's a fat dog. Did the, Well, what did the vet say? She said, mmm. Fat dog. No, no, she didn't say fat dog. Did they give did. you that... Picture? Have you seen the picture on the wall of vets? Yes. And it's got the bird's eye view of dogs' okay, bodies. Paul. And he's not a fat dog. He's an emotional eater, and he's been through a you know a tough few months. But it's irrelevant. It's, it's irrelevant not. why okay. he's eating because the last time I checked, the dog does not have the ability to jump in the car and head down to the supermarket. You are an enabler don't, for your fat dog. Don't, can we move on? So now you have this a fat wasn't dog. the point. This was wasn't I? Well, maybe it should have been the point. No, it's a not. A long time ago. So I had to leave him in there. Dog. I had to leave him in there for the day. Okay? And then Was it at Weight Watchers or No, he's not at Weight Watchers. We still had the vet. He had to have the X ray. Right. They had to put him under and stuff. They got that um, And give him some painkillers. Okay. There's that vegan cafe that's opened up on Elizabeth Street. You could take him in there. Can I get on? Of course you can. Yeah, great. So it was a stressful day for me. Dog. (laughs) I'm just trying to get it through to you subliminally. Okay, so they ring me and they say, look, it all went well. He's going to be all right. We've given him some pain meds. He'll be fine. Just make Lap sure. Lap band. <laughs> I'm trying to have a serious conversation I'm sorry. with my dog. If they could do it to Clive Palmer, he's lost a lot. Eddie Maguire. Clive Palmer, Eddie Maguire, Sarge. So he's ready to be picked up. So I go back and um, they said, don't worry, we'll be, he'll be out in a sec. I'm like, all right, I'm standing there. I heard this animal. I don't know what they're doing there. And this animal was going. Oh, that's that's horrible. You could hear it. Like this was two rooms away. Like this that's is in the surgery room. Noise. This is in the surgery room. And I'm like looking at the girls and they're looking at me and they start laughing. And I'm thinking, this isn't funny. I've got to call the RSPCA. Yeah, like, something's going on. Sounds like a, an animal going under without anaesthetic. This like, is this a Frankenstein is sort of thing. And it was constant. Are they genetically engineering animals? I don't know what was going on. And I'm pacing back and forth and I'm like, geez, I just want to get my dog and get out of here. Yeah, we've got to go down there with placards. Then I stop for a second. Da, da. And I recognised it. It was my baby, Sarge. It was fat dog. And no, stop it. He has separation anxiety. Mm. And I've looked what, at the from a cheeseburger. <laughs> I've looked at the girls there and I said, Oh my god, I am so sorry. Has he been doing that for long? And one girl goes, Oh no, it's all right. The other one goes, Oh, yeah, he has for about the last three hours since he woke up. She said it's been really hard answering the phone, trying to get new <laughs> clients. <laughs> because all people could hear was ah, ah, ah. And she said she's never had so many either people cancel appointments and said, you know what? Yeah, my dog's um, bruising his back leg, but don't worry about it. I think I can do a DIY at home. <laughs> so on behalf of everyone, I apologise. I apologise for my dog. I apologise that he made it sound like something from Sola. And then when it couldn't get worse, they bring him out. He looks like Miley Cyrus at the MTV Awards because he is 
Grosso. Oh, oh they've had to. And he goes over to a bucket and, like Justin Bieber, cocks his leg. There, in the foyer, at the... Vi- oh. So I just wanted to ask him, 13, 12, 16, has your dog ever embarrassed you? Oh. <sighs> um. Uh, now, do all the dogs have to be fat or... Okay, that's... Weekdays from... This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Hobart's here at 100.9, Paul and Woody. Kim Jong-un's family. This is all in light of the fact that he set off a hydrogen bomb over the weekend, which is hideously horrible. Yeah. But his family, the current line, where do we stand? If Kim Jong-un was to fall from this mortal coil, who would be in charge? Now, we got to know his half-brother, who was poisoned at a Malaysian airport. It's just... And the reason why his half-brother had fallen out of favour with the regime was because he was caught trying to sneak into Disneyland. Doesn't but this even is true. Seem, it's I know, not true. But it doesn't seem like it should be real. Now, now everything else is going to sound real. Oh. Now, thanks to information handed over by Dennis Rodman. Oh, come on. We, no. This is true. We knew that Kim Jong-un had two children. Why is Dennis Rodman doing negotiations when a third world war is on the line? Because he is the unofficial ambassador to North Korea. And when he went and visited Kim Jong-un to play basketball with him... And do some negotiations. Yeah. Yeah. He knew that a second baby had been born to Kim Jong-un and his wife. And we didn't know the sex of that child, but now we know that it's a girl. Because that's what Dennis Rodman said. (laughs) That's what we're basing. Yes. Okay, great. So, as far as we knew, there was the girl, thanks to Dennis Rodman. I mean, he identified the gender. I don't think he had anything to do with the conception. (laughs) Um, but who better to have in the room? Okay. <laughs> I don't, now, we still don't know if Dennis was wearing Madonna's wedding dress. Remember when we were kids, that's all we knew of Dennis Rodman. He was good at basketball, but he wasn't as good as Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen, and he wore Madonna's wedding dress. Yes. That's all we knew of him. And look where he's gone on to now. Where, where is he? Well, he's the ambassador okay. of North Korea. Yeah, okay. And there was a son as well. Well, as it turns out, there is an older son that arrived years ago... And given that he is the heir, they sort of ship him off and hide him. So he's a secret son. A secret son. But the eldest. But the eldest. Okay. So the line is that uh, the regime is always inherited by the oldest son. Mm. So that's how Kim Jong-un ended up with it after Kim Jong-il. You always remember it because ill got sick. Ill sick died. Okay. Okay. Yes. But I don't know which Kim Jong this one is. But I've done some research and I've managed to get onto corners of the internet that the North Koreans have access to. It's like uh, North Korean Facebook. Okay. Right. It's like a, um Asian Facebook, I guess. I, okay. And I'm pretty sure that I have found out the identity of the secret Kim Jong-un son. Okay. I think it's this guy. Mr. Chow. Leslie Chow. Assholes. And you, still from wrong guy. It's funny because he's fat. Your choice, bitches. What are you talking about, Willis? Okay. Oh, I take him back uh, right after you suck on these little Chinese nuts. So long, gay boys. Okay. Uh, What? He's got the codes. (laughs) This is... (laughs) Paul and Woody on Hobart's here. 
100.9. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Trending now at hit.com.au. Kate Milton and Prince William, oh. they've announced their third pregnancy. Yes. And she's had to announce earlier because she got morning sickness again and so oh, they had to start right. cancelling events, but yep. she's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's just, she has to be looked after and start resting. So how far down the ladder is Harry now? Six. Six. I don't so, think he'd care. Elizabeth? Yeah. Charles? Mm. William? Yeah. George? Mm-hmm. The girl? Charlotte. The new baby? Yeah. Harry. Yeah. So the embryo was further up the line than... He's going to have to do uh, a Cersei Lannister or something. I... If if he intends to work... Can you not say a Cersei Lannister? Well, he might have to do a Cersei Lannister. That would imply... Well, he doesn't have a sister. He's got a brother. (laughs) (laughs) Trending. That's true. Uh, It's trending across Hobart now. Um, Look, our mates at Hobart were asking us, probably over the last couple of months, we were getting so many... Um, messages that asking about our Krispy Kreme store. It's been 12 months since we had our Krispy Kreme pop-up store yeah. in Hobart. Over 18,000 donuts. Unbelievable. We're flown in, two tonnes. Yes. And Hobart collected them. We're gauging your interest, Hobart. Do you want us to do it again? If you want it again, 13 till 16 or jump up at Hit Hobart. If you want it, we'll do everything we can to try and bring it back. Well, right now, it could go either way. Uh, because there's only about 97% of people that want Krispy Kremes back in Hobart. (laughs) So there's a very vocal 3%. And I do love the people that say, are naming other donuts that they think is better, because you don't have to eat the Krispy Kremes. We said this last time. Oh, no, no, no. But people may think that we're shoving them in their mouth. We need to restructure the poll. Um, We need to say, do you want Krispy Kremes back in Hobart? Um, If they do come... You're not required by law to consume them. Yes. Okay? But if you would like it, hit Hobart. Trendy yes, yes, yes. Trendy choices involved. It's Paul and Woody. I can swear, I can joke. I see what's on my mind. If I drink, if I smoke, I keep up with the guys. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Hobart's here at 100.9, Paul and Woody. We've been asking what your pet's done to embarrass you. Fat dog. No, can we not? Why have you turned this into a fat dog? Because you've got a fat dog. You're fat dog shaming. That's what you're doing. No, I'm not. And I, I'm not. I'm identifying the know, issue. God forbid, imagine if show? your dog had some sort of coronary incident and I regretted never saying to you that... He had clogged arteries. He listens to this show about this time. Good. No, he's an emotional eater, and he's put on a couple of kilos in winter. He'll lose it in summer. All right. You have been saying that for as long as I know you. Yes. Where is this summer? Okay. This summer has never arrived. We've had to take a rain check on a couple of summers, like me and my bikini bod. But um, I was trying to oh, talk that, about. Well, now I know. What? Now I know. I've heard women do things like this. What do you mean? They deliberately end up in photos with women that are a little bit larger than them. Oh, so I've I've made my dog fat. So you've made your dog a big dog so you look skinnier when you stand next to it. That is so ridiculous. Done and dusted. Case closed. Has your pet embarrassed you in public? What I was trying to say was I had to take my dog to the vet and he has separation anxiety. I had to leave him for the day. And when I went back, even though he wasn't in pain, he was screaming, Wah! Wah! That is it. 
That is three a very hours. Anno- that's a very annoying noise. Oh, and particularly at this time of the morning, I might add. And the girls that were trying to answer the phones, everyone was just cancelling their appointments. Of course, because they did think it was a horror house. It sounded like a dog going under without an anaesthetic pole. Yeah, that's a horrible image for the vet surgeons that, that we will not mention the name of that you take your dog, your fat dog to. No, okay. Anyway, that's all I was trying to ask. Thirteen, twelve, sixteen. Uh, hi, Marie. Hi, I have a fat food orientated Labrador. Oh, now, fat dog. I don't like to call them fat. I think no, that she's th- fat. See, Brie, Brie is an adult and she's willing to admit to the fact that she knows that her lab is overweight. So, therefore, yep. we might be able to do something about it. Okay, how, how, what kind of lab is it? Like, is it a chocolate? She's blonde. Oh, yeah. And how old? Uh, four. Okay, and how, what's the weight? I'm not going to say. Oh, see, Marie, is that embarrassed? The problem is, well, look, what is embarrassing about her is she's got no recall, but she remembers puppy school means treats. So at puppy school... (laughs) She's got selective recall. So at puppy school, when they do the right thing, you respond with, yes, and give them a treat. (laughs) So I've been at the beach and she's taken off and I've had to disappear into the dunes and scream... Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> to get her to come back. Half the time I think they're doing this for fun. Like, I think they actually know exactly what they're doing. Has anyone ever caught an, a look at you, Marie, on all fours in the bushes at the beach, <laughs> making a no, noise like a bird? It's embarrassing. It's still embarrassing coming out of the bushes after <laughs> that for dog. It's Paul and Woody on Hobart's Hit 100 point. This is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart. Hit 100.9. Paul and Woody, you'll see it on the front page of the paper today and it feels as though you're choosing between two parents that have split. Yep. Like, do you want to go and live with mum or dad? Do you want to go and live with Dark Mofo's Winter Feast or yeah. the Taste Festival? The headline reads, Tempest Flare, a testy taste debate. Well, they're suggesting that Sue Hickey is holding the money hostage for Winter Feast. Yep. Unless the state government gives her more money for the taste. So she's essentially saying she wants to withdraw money mm. from Winter Feast if you don't give me more money That's right. at a state level. Which is and an odd is thing for like... Sue to do, given that it was only yesterday Sue was talking about running for a state seat for the Liberal Party. Look, we panicked this morning when we read it because we sort of thought, first the carols. Yes. <laughs> now what are we going to lose? Winter Feast, the yeah. taste. So what we did is we got on the blower to Bill Harvey, who is the chairman of the taste, yes. and we got Bill to come in and chat with us and clear up the vicious rumours circulating about the taste. We just wanted him to give it to us straight. We wanted to know whether or not there was mayhem at the taste and also at the Hobart City Council. There's always a little bit of mayhem at the council, but generally things are going well. The Taste Festival is on track to be delivered this year. Um, It'll be a similar taste to last year, which was a great event, as is every year at the Taste, so we'll have another great event this year. Okay, because we are reading... Lord Mayor Sue Hickey. I mean, look, she doesn't mind throwing a thread around occasionally, but she is suggesting that if the state government don't come to the party, then the Hobart City Council may withdraw funding for MoFo's winter feast. As far as you're aware, are we losing money from the state government and will that adversely affect the taste? We would like some money from the state government to help support the taste. That would be the best outcome. Um, let's not worry about dark mofo at the moment. And I think the Tim Tams are speaking here. Too much red cordial, too much Tim Tam going around at council. <laughs> People get a bit excited on issues. I think we just need to, you know, focus on 
this year's taste, we're requesting some funding from the state government. Okay. If they come to the party, that would be fantastic. So it's not like holding the taste hostage at the moment, or no. Doug, because that's that's how it reads. You've got to yeah, suggest. Yeah, we're worried. On we're the front worried. page today, so we had to choose between the two. Yeah, is it Doug Mofo or is it which one do I want to go with? Or we love all our events. We do. We do. Um, uh, we'll have a great music program. We'll have a great entertainment program. We'll hopefully have some new food and beverage people. We're, you know, we've uh, dropped the fees. We've dropped that um, variable fee from 10% to 5%. Hopefully that'll encourage a few more um, providers to come along and show us their wares. So we're hoping we get a good mix of food and beverage at the Taste this year. Great. Because, well, I mean, that's the main thing. We don't want to see a scenario where we have to have a smaller taste store, a bunch of vendors not happy, and I guess by dropping the 10% down to 5%, it's going to mean more money in their pockets. That's right. Well, that was a recommendation from the, the Taste Advisory Group, and we're happy to follow that recommendation. <sighs> well. Okay. Well, now we can like all the, calm down. Well, okay, so... The taste is on. Yeah, the taste is on. Bigger than better than ever. Winterfeast is That's right. still on. And Winterfeast has been freed now. Is that right? The uh, hostage? Yes, the hostage has been released. Um, David Walsh is safe. Okay. Um, we still don't know about the carols and how the carols are faring. But, you know, we live to see another day tomorrow, I guess. Okay. Have a great day, everyone. What you are hearing is- this is the Paul and Woody podcast with Hit Hobart.